Don't touch my jewels. Don't touch my jewels. I said, don't touch my jewels. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to our show, Don't Touch My Jewels. I am Juliet, your ever-delightful host. How are you doing? That's another Jamaican slang for. How are you? How are you doing? You should know by now. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I took a quick trip to sunny Florida. The thing is, it wasn't sunny at all. It rained most of the time, so I pretty much stayed in and ate way too much. Yes, I stayed in and I was safe. I was with family. And when you're with family like mine, they cook anything you ask for. So this trip, I asked for seafood. For that's how much they love me. The seafood soup. I love seafood, of course. Holy crap. It was off the chain. Only old people say off the chain, right? Oh, anyway, it was lit. It was delicious. I think I added on about three pounds on top of what the beast, you know that's menopause I'm talking about, gifted me. Yeah, I added on three pounds. I'm hoping that they love me, but with this three pounds that I've added on and the the amount of food that they have cooked and given to me, I really don't think they like me very much. Do you think so? Well, anyway, when I get back home, I'm going to have to work it off one way or another. With the last couple of episodes, we completed summarizing the 34 listed menopausal symptoms. I am sure we will single out a few or so in coming episodes, which we will outline in more details as it pertains to our conversations. Now, one of our followers on Instagram, Mama Bear Dawson, mentioned dizziness. That is a symptom I did not cover at all. My bad. I will cover that symptom in a supplemental episode to come. The reason being is I had already prepared this two-part episode and you are going to love it. This episode, I wanted you to hear another perspective experiencing menopause other than mine so that you can really, really get it that you are not battling this challenge or transition Alone. This two-part series entailed having a conversation. I don't like to use the word interview. Ugh, it just sounds so stiff. It's conversation. So I had a long conversation with a couple that has been married for, listen to this, 30 years. That's how long they have been married. And they've been, they were friends, best friends before. They're going to talk to us about, oh, by the way, they are in their 50s. Well, I think one is, you know what, chalk it up to menopausal brain fog. I don't remember. But I know they're either approaching 50 or already there. Anyway, they're going to talk to us about friendship, marriage, their daughter, and now supporting and coping with the effects of menopause. I hope you would like the conversation. I hope you get something from the conversation. I hope you laugh. Turn up your volume, my fellow jewels that's you my awesome audience turn up your volume and enjoy this really real and raw conversation with the bettons so i guess we talk a little later see you soon enjoy this episode 
Hey everyone. I had promised you that we would have some interviews with um, either couples or single ladies. Well, this interview is going to be real, okay? So you are just going to laugh off your seat. Tonight, I have a couple here. Their names are Junior and Sandra. The little caveat to it is they are my cousins. I have known them for quite some time. I just love them. They live in Florida. I just learned yesterday that they are celebrating 30 years of marriage. I don't know. Can you believe that? 30 freaking years of marriage. I don't even know if I have three years of any commitment. We are going to ask them how the hell did they sustain 30 years of marriage? If you hear anything in the background, that's their daughter. But hey, I promised you it would be real and it's going to be straight talk. Let's introduce Junior and Sandra to our show. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, as I said, 30 years of marriage. How did you guys do that? How did you meet? What is the ingredients? Come on, tell us. Spill some beans. I'm going to let you do that because <laughs> normally the women would take over. But To be honest, I have to be reminded that it's 30 years. <laughs> That's true. And um, I, I, we have been together for that period of time, but time has flown by. And as a typical man, sometimes I do forget our anniversary. It's been 30 years of trials, tribulations, fun, laughter, fights, aches, <laughs> pains. <laughs> Well, for the most part, um, been my partner for 30 years. Oh, oh, that's the so mom awesome. of my child, my my daughter who I adore, and I think um, last 22 years of that has gone by because of our daughter. It just, just seems like we've been consumed with her, and it's just been fun. You know, we've had our ups and downs for the most part. It's been okay. How did you guys meet? Would you like me to talk? Or would uh, you like to talk? Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna get as much out of you as possible. Uh, we met through a mutual friend. Um, she and she became my best friend actually one of my best female friends we didn't have anything together there was no intimacy when we started out um, she was actually dating um, a guy and eventually we probably would end up together because a guy was old <laughs> and he was probably going to die I left her a widow wow. so I would probably still end You're up with her You know what? I love to hear that because many, many people think that a man and a woman cannot be best friends without something happening between the sheets. Well, true. And I, I, I say true for the most part um, because, like I said, she was my best female friend. She was the person that I um, spoke to when I was going out on a date. When I, um, she would know which girl I was going out with and I would tell her and stuff like that. And she'd say, all right, talk to you later. And she knew I struck out when I called her early and she was like, oh, you go home early and alone. So, she, you know, she was that type. She would answer and say, oh, that, that's how we, you know, that's the type of friendship we had. So, Sandra, while you was going out with someone, how were you feeling? I was, I had a friend. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> dating someone that he, it was an older guy. So, he kept thinking, oh, you, he going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to figure out, oh, he's that old. So, you're going to be a widow regardless because oh my goodness. <laughs> the guy's so, that old. So, what attracted, uh, Sandra, what attracted you to Junior to take it to the next level and what was the attraction? I don't know. I um 
He was very, very understanding. And I think for the most part, we can lay it out there and be honest. My mom fell in love with this man and she did not, I mean, she didn't even know his mama. Right. So it's like, I don't know. He had some qualities that were second to none. He was, he was real. That's, yeah, you do. You're very real. And and, and I mean, it it comes down to, you know, how um, when you're dating, if you're dating someone or you know someone, there are certain things that you don't share with them. You know, like... I'm talking about intimacy is like you're oh you're having cramps you're having stuff like that whatever he's the type of person that he'll offer you whatever it is that will make you feel better stuff so he was you know he was I guess because he had a he has a, quite a few sisters I don't know if that helps but <laughs> well, it seems like he offered you something that you couldn't refuse <laughs> I'm gonna just leave it right there <laughs> Anyway, I am and so... yourself? <laughs> For me, trust and comfort. She offered me both those two things. I was playing the field, don't get me wrong. I mean, I was dating a lot. I didn't have a steady girlfriend. I had girlfriends. But did I trust them? And did I feel comfortable around them? To be honest, no. I mean, there was always something. Because we were friends, I had that level of comfort and trust with her. Because um, you, you asked how we ended up together. I'll tell you how we ended up together. I had an apartment that I hardly stayed at. <laughs> and um should we should he say that should he continue Sandra anyway go no, on yeah. go no, on. it's fine okay, no listen. and um I, I was hardly at my apartment because at the time I was just working a lot and I whenever I wasn't at my apartment I was at one of my other girlfriend's homes and stuff like that so my apartment was pretty much just a store clothes whenever uh, I wasn't with someone I would just hang out and she had some relatives coming in to visit she said hey can I crash at your place just you know for the weekend or a week while my you know my relatives are here I didn't really want to be around them and stuff like that was, was it like, really Whoa. relatives saying oh. yeah <laughs> it was Ooh, it, we can use those little coy things uh, together. No, <laughs> at, at the time, no, it was relatives. Okay. Because I, I, I brought my sister. Yeah, she brought me. her sister. Okay. She brought her sister with her. So it was cool. And I mean, it was, it was kind of nice. You know, they were there when I got home. Sometimes in the evening, dinner was cooked. And, you know, we hung out. We talked. And most of the times I would disappear. I will be gone with my friends hanging out. But after her relatives left, her sister went back home. And she just stayed. And, you know, we just hung out. And next thing you know, you know, we were together and we have been together ever since. Good move, Sandy. Good move. Does it matter that I helped you to find the apartment? <laughs> no, you were my friend. You were my friend. Oh my but the goodness. thing about it is, and I'll be honest with you, you know, a lot of married couples said my wife is my best friend. And, you know, she she's one of my friends, one of my best friends. But I have this philosophy and she knows it. She cannot be my best friend anymore. Because certain things you tell your best friend, you don't want your wife to know. Right. So it's unfortunate that she cannot be my best friend because there are certain things that I probably wanna I can't tell her anymore. I'm, I'm not even gonna comment on that because your your partner is supposed to be your best friend. <laughs> you can't tell your best friend everything. No, you can't tell me what you used to tell me before. Exactly. Right? Because you're not supposed to be doing it. <laughs> but I'm not doing it. Okay, my but if you not had that thought, I still have those thoughts that I do tell her. Oh so my goodness. Hey, you, can you imagine them at home? I'm telling you, when I visit them, it is just nonstop fun and loudness. And I mean, just love, just sheer love. You just, you can, you can hear it from them. It exudes from them right now. 
I, I wanted to delve into you guys' relationship because, Sandy, we spoke earlier about hysterectomy that you had. I don't know how recent. Would you like to elaborate about the hysterectomy and how it leads into your menopause? Well, what happened is um, basically I, I was I went to a gynecologist and I was having some stomach issues. The determination was that basically I had to have the hysterectomy. The thought of having the hysterectomy was really troubling because for a 50-year-old woman, but I'm not thinking that. To me, having a hysterectomy kind of like means you're old not old but it's like the end with all of the horror stories and I, I i really wasn't looking forward to it anyway it had to happen and it did and um it was very depressing in the sense that okay so now what now because they're basically saying that you're not going to be able to function in a certain you know certain way and all that the doctors were the telling doctors you were that? telling you okay. that so they said like within um i was i was home for what for two months three months three months three after months the surgery after the surgery so was it a full hysterectomy or so partial full, full, full hysterectomy there. It's gone okay so did they say after having the full hysterectomy that you were going to have the menopausal symptoms I, I, I shortly right thereafter into right into it yeah what what were you experiencing that you said you went right I into went it? right into it because prior to to having the hysterectomy I was having issues my daughter which is um was born down syndrome I was having issues then in and I had a um had my tubes burned because of the fact that I was already experienced and the doctor had told me that I was have I was going to be having um early onset so uh, um, menopause right based on the, the stuff that I was going through so when you know, and he tried to prolong it by doing the, um, you know, having my tools burn. But when I had to eventually have this hysterectomy, which I had last year, he said, this is it. With that, depression to me had already started the fact that I knew that, you know, it was going to be coming. But I was I was getting down there with the depressive state, but then the heat took over. What was your understanding of menopause prior to? Menopause to me was just like I said before, you know, what I was hearing. To me, menopause is like the, be the beginning of the end. You know, in that, okay, so you're, you, you're menopausal, so you're an old lady, and your next thing's going to happen, you're going to die. That you was know? your understanding. That was my understanding. I'm so... Culture serious. dictates that, yeah, right? exactly. Okay. What symptoms can you tell that you started experiencing right after, like you said? What symptoms? Moodiness, miserableness, <laughs> hotness, <Wow>. coldness. <laughs> Was he we going started, through the menopausal we, symptoms? We had issues in the sense that <laughs> I did explain this to you, though, that, you know, but it took him a while to adapt to the to the hot and cold thing. Right. Because it was, it was, it's, it's really bad in the sense that I know and I, and I see them how they're shivering or whatever around me, but I can't help it because even while they're shivering, I'm having this inner heat and I'm sweating right on my, like, you know, the top of my my, my my lips like you know like I don't know I, I I can't explain it but it's just and then another time I'll be like oh my god I'm 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 freezing I'll go into this freezing frenzy and I don't know where the heck it's coming from I'll go into the office and the office is like sixty degrees and I turn on the fan they come people come into my office and they think I'm crazy I get annoyed because it's like they're looking at me I feel funny 
right? Because I, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to, yes, the guys and stuff, I, I want to explain to them because I feel like, you know, okay, so you're now old because you're menopausal or whatever the case may be, but it's it's an, it's annoying. I, 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 I don't know basically how to, to truly explain it, but it's, to me, it's, it's, it's just, de- it's depressing. I don't, I don't really want to deal. I have no get up and go. I've been trying to find out from the doctor if there's something I can get. I've been buying these pills and every single thing just to make me feel better. Now, did you know that there were reported 34 listed symptoms of menopause from the episodes and from me talking to you? You know, I went through 11 of those 34. They work in cahoots, as I said in my previous episodes. About how many of those? I know you have been listening. I know you said the hot flashes, right? The night sweats. I disrupted my sleep because I, I, I actually still am having them because I don't sleep very well. I, I don't. And um, 34, you said? No, me yeah. to cut you off. You had 68. <laughs> yeah, there are 34 <laughs> listed symptoms. I've been very miserable, but I feel like I, I, I can't tell you basically from, you know, because I'm not right on the listing of all of the 34s, but I'm pretty sure I'm uh, up there if I'm not within the, you know, the first 10. No, more than that. <sighs> oh, my goodness. So we can count night sweats. That disrupts mm-hmm. your sleep. As I explained in my episodes, with the night sweats, when you wake up in the morning, you're irritable because obviously you have not had enough sleep. Did you feel like that? Yes. So there's the irritability. And then the crankiness. <laughs> oh, Junior is writing them down. So we have the hot flash, the irritability when you wake up in the morning. And then because of the insufficient sleep for me, I wake up irritable and fatigued tired it's like i don't sleep is that I the have, same with yes, you and i have no i have no drive no energy whatsoever nope. when you have fatigue and you don't have any energy then there is the lack of motivation to do anything which as i said weight gain creeps in oh, like God. the grim oh, yeah. reaper gain, definitely. and you just balloon <laughs> You can't see Sandy, but she's looking on Junior when he said, oh, yeah, the weight gain. She is looking on him like crazy, cross-eyed. <laughs> and my annoyance with him is not is is trying to get him to understand basically what I'm going through. That is, I never used to be like this. You know, there was way more go. But I just, I don't feel like dealing with anything. I don't, I just, I don't want to be bothered. I just... Depressing. I don't like. I said it. It. I don't know. I don't know how much. How much more I've experienced. But I know it's like within the ten. No, my okay. And the weight gain. And then during the daytime, you have the flashes, the hot flashes yes. that flares up. Yes. They also say there is, you know, brittle nail depression, which I went through as I expressed. That I was the worst for me. Too. The anxiety, brain fog. You put something down, and then you don't remember or you go downstairs you don't remember what 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 that's menopausal oh yeah yeah Yeah. you're menopausal (laughs) you've been having those since you're in your 20s lack of memory so it seems as if I, 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 I think um, basically that I've expired a few of those 34. I don't know. It, it's like and the anxiety attack. I have to catch myself sometimes because I get so point. My heart's racing. 
I'm saying trying to stop myself, and I can't. Yeah, it's like you're hypervigilant. I'm like, what, what, what is wrong with you? And, and they're talking. They said, what can we do? And I'm like, I just, just leave me the heck alone. I, I'm not that kind of person, but it's, I can't control it. How do you cope? I turn off the light in my office and close the door. And at home? Whew, me. I sit, sit on the chair. <laughs> and me. <laughs> you mentioned supplements. Have you spoken to your doctor about the symptoms that you're going through and how your body is transitioning and the dis- interruptions and disruption with the symptoms? Are you taking my, anything at I, all? I have not gotten a direct response in terms of how to actually deal with, you know, the different symptoms. Because right. when I ask for, like, maybe, you know, so maybe I need testosterone or something, I'm not getting a di- direct response. They're making everything, everything relative to, weight. oh, when you lose some weight, you're going to feel a lot better. Okay, I have to get something going in order for me to lose the, the, the weight and everything. And it's not, it's just not working out here it is i'm explaining all these things to you so i just it's not even throwing my hands up it's like i just what the hell ever maybe one of these days this this will be over and i'll just get back to being me and i'm so happy that you're explaining that because that is exactly what i went through which i expressed in my episode didn't see it coming all of these symptoms are just hitting me left right and center and i had no clue what the heck was happening in my body i wanted our listeners to understand that these symptoms hit us and and when it hit us hard they hit us in rounds, back-to-back rounds. It leaves you confused. You have no clue. And then if you're not confused, you are just so, this feeling, continuous feeling of sadness, anxiety. You just become so worrisome. And then you have this sense of self-worth as well, because with the weight coming on and the motivation, I'm glad you're expressing as best as you can the symptoms that you're going through. For me, I had to see a OBGYN to get medical answers for relief and understanding. And I'm on demand, which we're going to deal with another episode, which is the reason I ask, how do you cope? Have you thought of probably seeking a specialist like uh, OBGYN, which helps you with some of the symptoms? I, I plan on doing that because um, I'm, it's funny you should say that because after my last checkup earlier this year, probably about two months ago, I decided that I was going to get somebody else because I asked for help again and I wasn't getting the response I need basically in terms of what type of, you know, supplements or something. So I've been having to research it myself and try to get something going because they're throwing all of these diet things and stuff like that and not really dealing with the real problem that, that you're having when you explain it to them. It's been very frustrating. Like I said, I'm, I'm just like praying to God to get over it and just get past it. I hate people that says, oh, I had this. How, why are you having, how come you're still having this or whatever? Not being sensitive to the fact that everybody's different. Right. You know, it takes yeah. different time. There are reports of feeling disoriented, vulnerable, sad, depressed, and I think you said those are some of the effects of the symptoms you're mm-hmm. having, right? Which one would you say is the most frustrating thus far? No, I think I'm depressed. And I asked that because that was mine. That really brought me to my knees, the depression part of it and not having any support. So we're going to have a part two because we need to find out what support Sandy has and how Junior, her husband, of 30 years, helps to cope with her symptoms. So stay tuned.